Community is important to everyone, no matter where you live across the great state of Minnesota. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is an engaged and socially responsible cooperative that values the people, businesses, and relationships that exist in their communities. Affinity Plus works hard to give back in a variety of ways, both through financial advice and products, and also through volunteering, sponsorships, and charitable giving. Members know and trust that as a credit union, a local not-for-profit financial cooperative, Affinity Plus has their best interests at heart. Visit Affinity Plus at the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter and see for yourself how Affinity Plus is different. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are pleased to be visiting with Dr. Pete Henry, who is in the emergency medicine at Essentia Health St. Joseph's Medical Center. And Dr. Henry, first of all, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for asking us to participate. Well, the, it's on everyone's mind. Where do we start, right? <laughs> yeah, there are so many, so many questions we could have for you. But um, let's start with the basics uh, to help people out what they, what they need to be doing now as the spread of COVID-19 continues to increase across the country. So the most important thing are the social distancing measures that have been put into place, recognizing that the, one of the key ways you stop any infectious disease from spreading is decreasing direct contact with patients who are infected. Unfortunately, we're currently limited in testing capabilities through the Minnesota Department of Health uh, as to who we can test. So those are the measures that have been put into place is staying home if you have a mild illness, uh, don't go to work or school or public areas, especially if you're sick. Anything that you can do to mitigate or uh, decrease the likelihood that you're going to be in public, uh, especially if you're ill, is important, and then avoiding public transportation as well. Yes. Uh, Should we back this up just a minute and kind of maybe, you know, people are going, what is this virus? What is the coronavirus? Can you explain it? I can. Uh, so the, the coronavirus is a virus that was initially found in what they think is an animal vector, possibly a bat, but that's not been proven beyond a doubt. Mm -hmm. And it has like, some of the other viruses in the past, SARS virus and MERS virus, uh, had jumped from uh, animal host to a human host. So there was animal to human transmission. And okay. as a result of that, uh, this specific strain of coronavirus uh, does not, uh, we do not have a lot of natural immunity to this. And coronaviruses are actually have been in our populations. There are a number of them that cause seasonal in, uh, illness, uh, viral illnesses with colds, runny nose, cough, et cetera. But this is a particular different strain, and thus there isn't the natural immunity that historically has been present for some of these viruses. Okay. Very good. Um, doctor, if you will, uh, talk about, uh, we got a group um, email this morning from all of the area health centers. You, uh, the health uh, providers are all working together and under the direction of the Minnesota Department of Health and the uh, CDCs. Is that correct? Yes, I think it's been a joint effort uh, through the Minnesota Department of Health as well as the Minnesota Hospital Association so that we have a consistent and uh, cohesive message and treatment uh, for all of the communities we serve and for the patients that we serve. Doctor, I know it's human nature. Someone gets a cough or, or what they think are the symptoms, and they immediately want to go to 
one of the health clinics or the hospital. What would you say to these people? What's the what's the correct procedure? Well, as as you know, and and everyone else knows, uh, this is all that's in the news these days, and. It's still important to recognize that in this time of year, we have a lot of normal seasonal viruses and influenza activity is quite prevalent. Mm -hmm. And it's far more likely that you have one of these illnesses rather than COVID-19. We do recognize that this is widespread throughout our country, but the great majority of patients will have only minor symptoms. And that goes back to the social distancing piece so that if you are ill, not knowing whether it is one of these normal seasonal viral infections such as influenza or COVID-19. The most important thing is if you have mild symptoms, they are not treated. There's really no specific treatment for this. So it's supportive care and that increased fluids, lots of rest, treating your fever with uh, NSAIDs or whatever, ibuprofen-like medications or Tylenol and staying out of the public. The people that should seek care who are having more severe symptoms, such as significant shortness of breath, mm-hmm. uh, or those who have obviously other comorbid or other conditions that put them at risk. And the first point of care should really be a call or an access into the healthcare system with which you normally interact. Mm-hmm. Here at Essential, we're fortunate that we have very good access to our website to an e-visit, or if you're uh, already signed up for what's called My Chart or My Health. Yes. You can access or start an e-visit that way, and then you're put into the appropriate cascade of where you should be sent or triaged to. Okay. Yeah, and and that's very important uh, to handle it that way, is it not? Indeed. Uh, if we can, you can very quickly overwhelm your healthcare system and healthcare providers, no matter which healthcare system uh, you're a member of, by coming in for illnesses that minor symptoms or illnesses that do not meet immediate uh, or urgent medical care. And so by having processes in place, the various health systems and ours here at at St. Joe's and Essentia and across all of our organization are well uh, adapted and now have significant capacity to handle these visits via what's called an e-visit. Yes. Now, Doctor, I understand that for most people, and you already alluded to this, that for most of us, even if we were to get it, uh, it will be uh, fairly mild. And my understanding is that it's those that uh, have compromised health in the first place that will maybe be affected most adversely. So there's still a lot that's not known about this virus, and there's different reports coming out of different parts of the world and different countries. As to that, but in general, yes, the older you are, and if you have underlying medical conditions that suppress your immune system, if you're a diabetic, you have significant heart disease, there's some say that show people who have significant high blood pressure are somewhat greater risk. Uh, But in general, uh, younger people do better. Uh, People who do not have these uh, other comorbid conditions do better as well. But there's still a lot of unknowns. It's not to say that young people never get sick. Young people can get sick. Sure. Uh, the the youngest tend to be the most likely to be spared of any significant or serious illness or death. Okay. But again, not impossible. Not impossible. Okay. We've had questions about how long the virus can stay on surfaces. Yes. So again, there's some question as to that. You know, normal viruses can typically last up to three hours, but there are some studies that I have seen that have shown that the virus can 
land, uh, live on surface inanimate objects for up to 24 hours or even potentially longer. Okay. And people thinking, okay, I do. can I open a box that comes from China? Can I open my mail? I mean, people are, all these things that are circulating. Can you shed a little light on that? The, the likelihood that you'd get something that has been mailed to our postal service or UPS, mm-hmm. a package that's come across the world, is exceedingly small. Yeah. Uh, the greatest risks are objects that we touch on a regular basis, including shared uh, handles at uh, sinks and doorknobs and so forth. And those things that are commonly touched by multiple people. Okay. Uh, We're going to the store and you're touching a shopping cart that was just used by somebody. That's far more likelihood. So these type of objects are the ones that people should be cognizant of uh, to wash their hands thoroughly or use a hand sanitizer after they have contact with that Mm -hmm. and avoid contact with their face. Right. Maybe open doors using your sleeve kind of thing if you can and... Correct. Yeah. Yep. And most uh, most of our community partners here, our businesses in town, are taking steps to provide these type of products so mm-hmm. that carts and baskets can be cleaned. I know that there are a number of larger uh, grocers and so forth that are cleaning carts to help protect the public as well. That's wonderful. That's good. We had someone ask, how often can I use a product like Purell or some of the hand sanitizers. And the first thing I thought of was every time I go to a doctor's office, you use it when you come in and you use it (laughs) when you go out of the room. And that tells me you're using it a lot during the course of the day. Right. In most instances, most individuals, unless they have some type of underlying uh, skin condition, such as an allergic or contact dermatitis type of uh, condition or atopic dermatitis, can use these uh, cleansers repeatedly throughout the day, I will tell you that. In an average day in the emergency department of seeing numerous patients, most of our providers will use this, uh, you know, multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And yet I have been told that uh, washing with soap and water is maybe the best way to cleanse your hands. Proper uh, hand cleansing with soap and water in up to 20 seconds is probably the best. It also not only helps to protect against this particular virus, but some other uh, pathogens that aren't necessarily killed by uh, using the alcohol-based hand sanitizers and foams that are available. All right, Doc, now you got to tell us what song do you sing while you're washing your hands. <laughs> I, I just simply count. There you go. Okay. I, I can't sing in my head or in public. <laughs> that works just fine for all of us. Had to ask. It's still good advice. Uh, doctor, we also get questions about uh, people that want to stay as healthy as they can be because we hear that this is also a good way to ward off not only COVID-19, but other viruses as well. You're exactly right. I mean, the main thing that gets us through almost all illnesses are not antibiotics or antiviral medications. It's actually our own body's immune system. And our immune systems work best when we're well-rested and have an appropriate amount of sleep, and we avoid unnecessary or undue stress. Uh, Our immune systems work best when we are taking care of ourselves. Excellent. And and to that effect, it also means eating eating, uh, healthy foods, exercise, all of the things that, uh, well, you and the medical profession have been telling us to do for a long, long time. Correct. And recognizing that there are limitations now with some of the uh, social distancing, but uh, anyone can get out and walk into the fresh air of these uh, early spring days, so that's really a very important part of staying physically active as well. I want to also sleep. Yeah. Yes, and sleep. And you mentioned that already. Yeah. 
Uh, I want to dispel a couple of myths, too, if, if we can. Unfortunately, there have been, I've seen people in public wearing masks, and uh, ex if you will, uh, explain that uh, really the normal person that is healthy should not be wearing a mask, should they? In general, there's very little evidence that wearing a mask in public and out in public spaces uh, will offer you much of any uh, benefit. Uh, the other key thing about that is that these masks and all of our personal protective equipment that is necessary is really uh, in short supply in some areas. And if we get into a very large, uh, full outbreak of COVID-19 in our community, we're going to need every one of these resources to help protect the people who are caring directly at the bedside. Uh, it's noted that they don't know 100% exactly how this is shed, but they believe that most of the contact and the infectiveness is by direct contact, touching somebody or someone who has the virus on them, or uh, by droplet, which means if you're in close proximity to somebody, they cough on you or they sneeze, and then you're going to be have an exposure. The likelihood that it's kind of floating around in our environment is exceedingly small, and so wearing a mask out in public where you're not in direct contact with people has really little or no benefit of any kind. Good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Any other advice? I, the one thing you mentioned earlier was avoiding stress, and unfortunately <laughs> this type of a pandemic <laughs> pandemic has got a lot of people stressed. Well, there's a lot of ways that people can reach out to help and stay resilient, and one of them is to uh, just constantly be thinking about what is positive in one's life. Yeah. We have a number of ways now that we can communicate with individuals without being directly in, uh, in the room with them. And I think that reaching out to the various social media outlets, uh, your family members and friends via uh, tele or video technology, uh, phones, is really important as well. Mm -hmm. Finding things that you probably have wanted to do for a long time in your home and you're sitting now quarantine for a period of time with an illness uh, it can help you pass the time, but also get a lot done that you hadn't been able to do for quite some period of time. I think the biggest thing is to recognize that this, this pandemic, uh, although it can make people sick, is also affecting people personally with their income and their livelihood. Yeah. We all, uh, all need to support each other. Yep. Well said. One last question is, um, how are the your um, compatriots in the health industry, they must be taking extra precaution. Uh, what kind of things are going on there? So on every day when we have people that we believe have some type of contagious illness, we have had policies and protocols in place for a long period of time. So sure. I don't know that things are anything different now, recognizing that if we have people that we believe have COVID-19, we treat them similarly as we would with any other contagious disease with a, a couple of little extra steps just due to the fact that how prevalent this uh, information is about this. But um, I'm sorry, I lost track of the, the question. So we're really not doing a lot of new or different things. Uh, we are, however, implementing multiple new processes is about how do we triage people appropriately. Mm -hmm. We are uh, doing extra training on our staff on how to appropriately put on and take off protective equipment. We are also looking to make sure that we limit traffic into our facilities. Uh, we are trying to protect our staff and our patients that are already in our facilities. Uh, we've moved to uh, stop uh, doing elective procedures that do not 
need to be done in the next 30 days and also some of the routine health care visits that can be postponed without any risk of harming the individual. Right. There's a number of things from that capacity that we're doing differently. Okay. Um, doctor, do you know if uh, on your website, and I'm guessing most of them do, uh, have kind of a list of the new rules as we move forward? I'm not sure that I understand what you're saying when you regard to the new rules as we Well, just forward. just like when for visitors, the visitor protocol, and I know we saw some stuff where it's only one person could be in a room at a time depending on the situation. Is that all on the websites? Yes, I think that is the really important message, that people need to go to the website of the organization from where they get their health care. Mm-hmm. We have a, a very extensive amount of information there that will help people uh, not only with some of the questions about what are the symptoms of COVID-19, how do they protect themselves, uh, all the visitation policies, how to access the health system, et cetera. Okay, wonderful. And I don't know that we mentioned those, but the uh, COVID-19 does have some very specific symptoms, does it not? Well, unfortunately, COVID-19 has symptoms that are very similar to many other seasonal viral infections, including influenza. So the most common symptoms are typically cough, a dry cough, fever, malaise, uh, sometimes, but less frequently, mild sore throat, uh, loose stools. But uh, the top three are fever, cough, malaise. Okay. You can have runny nose with it uh, as well. So, you know, those are typical symptoms that you would see with influenza. They're typical symptoms you would see with many seasonal viruses. Okay. All right. Dr. Henry, I know that you're very busy at uh, Essential Health St. Joseph's Medical Center, so we say thank you very much for joining us here today to uh, spread some of this information to our listeners and the public here in the Brainerd Lakes area, and stay safe. I'd like to thank you and on behalf of our organization for allowing us to help to uh, spread the word and to help protect our community and our patients. Our, our pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Henry. All right. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Our guest today, Dr. Pete Henry in emergency medicine at Essentia Health St. Joseph's Medical Center. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you our Community Focus program can be accessed anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also find it on our free downloadable app, and that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.